This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall, the teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars, and that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Orange and Brown Report. It is Tuesday, June 30th. Hope you all are doing well. We are excited to bring in our uh, beat reporter, Fred Greetham, who's going to join us to talk about his depth chart here in a little bit. But before we do so, I want to address again and thank our sponsors through the Blue Wire Podcast Network. That would be Bet Online. Games are starting to really kick up in July. You know, UFC, NASCAR, golf are already back. Make sure you're getting online and going to Bet Online. And taking advantage of their opportunity to get that welcome bonus by using the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Get that welcome bonus, get things rocking and rolling. So when sports do really full swing kick up here shortly, you will be able to get uh, you know that welcome bonus activated and going and, and take advantage of those opportunities. So again, that's betonline.ag using the promo code BLUEWIRE. So uh, shifting over to our guest, we are going to talk with Fred Greetham. As I said, we are going to talk about his depth chart. Uh, he released a way too early depth chart looking at who is going to make each position as it currently sits with the roster today. So we're going to welcome in Fred. Fred, how are you? Good, Fred. Hey, there are there are uh, some interesting battles coming. Um, probably haven't talked about this enough, so I'm really glad you wrote on it. Uh, there's going to be some interesting decisions to make. We'll start offensively, especially with, with I think, last year in Minnesota. The, the offense in Minnesota only kept four. I could be wrong here, but I looked this up. They only kept four wide receivers on their opening day, 53. Now it expands to 55, and that, that it changes things a little bit here. And uh, who knows if they don't address it again if there's a spike in COVID cases as, as these games come back or whatever. But it is going up a little bit. But I, I think there's going to be a compelling battle between how many tight ends and how many wide receivers they keep. So as we go through offensively, um, and you guys can find this on the OBR site, obviously, to follow along if you would like and read uh, Fred's detail of why he kept who and, and who he's projecting to make the cut. Um, just tell us a little bit of maybe who surprised you offensively when you looked at a position group. Maybe a position group surprised you a little bit. Is there anybody that maybe the the fan base is counting on making the roster right now, but maybe you don't have them on the roster? Well, you know, a couple things. One thing you said, I am. I did this with a fifty-three man roster because in in when I was researching, I thought I read the NFLPA said that. They were going to 55 in 2021 this year with a 12-man practice squad for 10. And I originally thought it was 55, but I'm, I'm still a little confused. So I, anyway, I did it on a 53, and that would made it easy. 
he's here to add a couple guys. But as far as I'm looking at the positions, um, this is the strangest to try to do this because we haven't seen one iota, especially with any of the new guys, any of the free agents, any of the draft picks, any of the undrafted free agents. haven't seen a Brown on the practice field uh, since January, you know, since the season ended. And so a lot of this was based on moves they made. Obviously, if they went out and signed somebody as a free agent, they liked them. And obviously, by the amount of money that they paid them, would kind of dictate if the guy's going to be around. And so in looking at this, most of this, in, in all the years that I've done this, you know, and covered the Browns, you haven't had so many spots already seemingly sewn up. Um, but I do see some, some positions, you know, on the offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised if they choose to go with a young guy over like a Kendall Lamb and save some money. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, wide receiver to them even go to. I, I I would be surprised if they went down to four with Beckham and Landry both coming off surgeries, but I could easily see them at five. But then your depth is really low. I guess the thinking would be you got a lot of tight ends and Kareem Hunt and guys like that that can be used as receivers. So, I think the battle, yeah, for backups at wide receiver, you know, do they keep Kaderil Hodge, you know, and Damian Ratley, Rashard Higgins, the rookie Donovan Peoples-Jones, Taewon Taylor, and then what do you do with JoJo Nelson? He's listed as wide receiver, but they really signed him to return punts and kicks. And uh, so when you look at that, it's it's really uh, – you know, anybody's guess, but I think the longer they go without being on the field, you know, kind of gives the upper hand to the veterans, the guys that know the ropes. Yeah, I, I, what's interesting is that wide receiver group, and you're right, it's whether Donovan Peoples-Jones proves that in the short time that he'll have to prove it, and I don't even know if he'll get preseason opportunities at this point, we don't know where that's all heading. Um, but can he prove to be effective enough as a return guy? I think they want to offset the return situation that they've dealt with. Um, you know, they don't want to stick back Landry. They don't want to stick back Odell or any of those guys. So can they find a way to to supplement that without using just a roster position for that player? I don't know. That's what's going to be interesting to Donovan Peoples-Jones at the end of the wide receiver depth chart is figuring out if he can do that. And, um if he's able to effectively punt return like I think he was at Michigan, then that makes um, Natson even more one-sided and is a kick returner. And then it's like you got to be able to have more than that use. Can he play coverage teams? Is, is, is he big enough? Is he fast enough to do I mean, He's probably fast enough, but can he be an effective punt return gunner or a punt team gunner or something like that? That's Those are end-of-the-roster conversations, not all too interesting, but but it is it is fascinating to see how many they keep there. And listen, you you put I, I don't know. I had posted originally way back when, Fred, like a month ago, that I thought it was going to be 53 and they're keeping this many and people were coming back at me about 55 and then I thought it was 55. I'm going to have to check too. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I could be wrong. I, there's a whole bunch of moving dates in this new CBA that I'm not sure when things kick into effect. Um, so defensively, talk to me about maybe, you know, I, I think linebackers pretty obvious to predict. You predicted Willie Harvey getting in there too which I really like that because I'm a big Willie Harvey supporter. 
Um, so, so is there anybody defensive line secondary maybe that, that, that people aren't expecting that you ended up keeping? Well, I think a lot, again, the depth on the defensive line, you know, you got Justin Zimmer, Porter Dustin, Chad Thomas, Daniel Ekwele, and Eli Anku. You know, we're all brought in, you know, last year, or Thomas had been around a couple years. But who, that's, that's where, you know, in the preseason, those guys usually show what they can do. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if I think I picked Anku to kind of edge out Ekwele and Porter Dustin, but anything can happen with those guys. You brought in Jordan Elliott, Andrew Billings, and Adrian Claiborne, which are three major depth upgrades from last year. They didn't have anything beyond the starters. And those three are, are really big. And so that's where I think they might keep, you know, nine of those guys. And, and, and I just guessed with Anchor because I thought the other guys might have had practice squad eligibility. And that's kind of what I did even with tight end. I think I kept Pharaoh Brown because they re-signed him for a reason. And even though Stephen Collison, I think, really has some good upside, he could be on the practice squad. So, you know, some of those moves, I think, other on the defense, yeah, I, I only have five linebackers right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in another one before training camp or even, you know, cuts in the pre, at the end of training camp. But, yeah, you got guys that were around that are really special teams guys like Jermaine Grace and Kay Davis. You know, I know he's pretty strong there, but in the end, I'm thinking they're going to go younger, and, and I just had a hunch worry Harvey. You know, I know that I had heard they liked him. Defensive backs, I think, will be a battle. It, I don't know what to do with Donovan Olumba. He's a free agent they brought in unrestricted, but I know they paid a lot of money to A.J. Green to be an undrafted free agent. If you don't put him on the roster, unless he's just a flop in training camp or the preseason, I would think that he would be on the roster, not the practice squad. And so, you know, you got some interesting guys, Teddio Thomas, Robert Jackson, they're, they're uh, special teams guys. But they're also defensive backs. In the end, you know, they might keep, you know, a core special guy like Teddio Thomas, especially if the roster is 55, not 50. But in the end, I haven't taken nine defensive backs as well. So that's what we did. Obviously, it changes greatly between now and the beginning of the season. But it's always kind of fun to take a, a guess. And I, and I, you know, like I said, this time, it was really, I didn't have to really do a lot of stretches. I do think at running back, you know, that they might keep a Harry in or even on May over the Ernest Johnson or Dontrell Hilliard just because, um, you know, undrafted free agents. They always like to have a couple of them. They help out with the salary cap. And so it just depends what they look like on the field. Yeah, and how much they're going to get to prove themselves, right, is what's most damaging yep. is, is they know most of these guys, even guys like Willie Harvey, they have a year's worth of practice tape that the coaching staffs can go back and take a look at, and you know, because they store all of those practices and and all that stuff. They can take a look at any of those and have a feel for how those guys were here last year, the practice squad guys, et cetera. But 
you know, Benny LeMay, Jay Green, all of these guys who are walking in fresh and have missed rookie minicamp and have missed training camp, or sorry, OTAs and all that stuff they would normally get to, you know, have a coach catch their eye. And even like, like Fred, you'd be up there asking questions. You could ask a question about AJ Green and get a quote on him. And then you could kind of tell how they feel about him. We don't have any of that. So this is an even bigger guessing game than it traditionally is. So uh, 55 will change a lot of things. I think you're completely spot on about that. Um, it, it certainly adds an element of uh, um, expanding a couple positions. It might even be the, the game day roster goes up this year and then the 55 comes later. I can't remember. There's a lot of technicalities. Yeah, it goes to, I believe it goes to 48 this year that they can have active instead of 46. That's what um, I'm coming up with. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, they, they expanded two spots. That's right. They expanded two spots on the practice squad and then they uh, – they gave. A, I think you have to have one offensive lineman, and then and then you can have another anywhere, because I think offensive lineman was the one that got squoze out most of the time on game day. So, uh, Austin Corbett missed his call by one year. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is good. So if you guys want to go and and uh, and check this out and get a feel for the roster as it currently sits today, the Browns could obviously expand it at any time. They could sign Clowney Griffin. They could sign anybody. They could trade for Jamal Adams, or who knows? They could add a veteran linebacker. Even we'll just have to keep keep our eye on things but as it sits right now i think fred did a great job of summarizing where the roster's at and giving you guys some good predictions for which guys will be on the roster at all three levels of offense defense and uh included the four names on special teams there that you guys would expect to see as well and then at the bottom he put a grouping of just missed the cut down there and and 12 practice squad players for you too so you can even familiarize yourself with some of the guys at the bottom of the roster who will be fighting fighting for some of those roles and uh, practice squad additions are uh, are always vital for young guys trying to make in the league too. So good stuff, Fred. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's always fun to talk about those type of things. Uh, Absolutely. So we appreciate Fred coming on. Uh, we appreciate him taking time out of his night. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, make sure you're going to the website. Check out some things we have. Like I said, Fred's depth chart predictions. Not depth chart. That's roster predictions in general. We'll get into depth charts later. Um, so roster predictions are up, and then a uh, conversation about Kevin Stefanski needing to anchor the play calling, and um, Stephen Thomas posted on a way-too-early mock draft and some other fun things that you guys would have a good time reading. So appreciate you listening. Make sure you're subscribing to this on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and giving us a great review. We appreciate those all the time. Um, and, and just make sure you're subscribing with us at the OBR. So until we talk next time, guys, go Browns. Go Browns.